Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for brunch, where there is always an open table, a hot cup of coffee, and endless running fun to keep you moving and grooving. So this week, whether you are lacing up those shoes, let's put a smile on our face, and let's log some miles running, walking, whatever you have on deck today, because on this week's episode, we are chatting with Brandy Talimony, who... We've been low-key following, or not so low-key following on Instagram, sharing in her exciting journey one step, one mile, and one workout at a time. And if our talk about running doesn't get you inspired, maybe it'll be Brandy's love for weightlifting and strength. And, I mean, Christine, let's be honest. We do love our strength workouts. We absolutely do. And, oh, my gosh, talking to Brandy is also will put an extra pep in your step to want to go pick up those weights and to actually kind of challenge yourself to take it a a step further, if you will. Um, And I still I still have to think, Coach, that you bringing Brandy on really is your way of interviewing my replacement because it was crazy to hear how much in common her and I have. But the one thing that we don't necessarily have in common is I think Brandy is I mean, I I think we're both we're, we're fierce, right? We're all fierce females, but she takes it a next step level up because she is a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. And we have to say we're super inspired by her. We are super grateful for her service. And I think that that's why we're excited to introduce a little bit of a sample workout that we used with our own version of our boot camp, our Foxy, our Feisty, and our Fierce Boot Camp. So friends, use that link in episode notes to download your sample workout. It is so much fun. It's actually one of the hit style workouts that you could do from anywhere with virtually zero equipment. And by virtually zero equipment, I really truly mean zero equipment, but it's still a body weight exercise that will get you moving, grooving and building on that strength. And it's got a little extra, extra bonus for some of that core work that's so important for all of us runners. I am really excited after doing things. These with our boot camp participants, I was sore and I will admit I already know the importance of strength training, but Brandy really hit it home. But if you love these workouts, love this interview, make sure you subscribe to our show and as well as following us on social media at Time for Brunch Podcast because we love sharing probably just as much as we love running. So there's always a little extra sparkle to be had no matter where you're at. Absolutely. With that said, we are excited to go ahead and move forward. So if you guys are out there, you're moving and grooving into your run, or maybe you're not even listening while you're out for a run, I guarantee that you're going to want to keep those shoes nearby because Brandy makes me want to lace up. What about you, coach? I definitely do. And I wish we lived (laughs) closer because she's like the running buddy that everybody needs. Again, you're gonna, we're going to have plenty of ways for you to keep in touch with Brandy the Runner as well. So we'll have that link in episode notes for you guys to head her way if you aren't already following her and you want an extra smile with every mile, you're definitely going to want to do so. With that said, I think it's probably time to go ahead and bring her on in. Let's do it. All right, everybody, as you are settling into your pace, remember, stand tall, 
shoulders down, and of course, give a smile as we bring to our brunch table a very special guest. We are bringing a extra chair on today for Brandy Talimony, aka Brandy the Runner on Instagram with a little underscore as well, but it doesn't flow off the tongue in the intro the same. But you probably have seen her. You probably have seen those reels. She is a runner, a mom, a United States Marine Corps veteran, and shares not only our love for running, obviously, but the zest to make sure that every runner we encounter feels welcomed in a sport and that they matter and they count. So very excited to chat with you today, Brandy. How I'm are you today? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. Like you mentioned, um, yeah, I've been running for a few years now. Uh, more so, I started in high school and then I kind of, it's been on and off all throughout the years, depending on where I am in my life. But uh, it's one thing that I always loved and I feel like I've approached running in different types of bodies and that's why I always say like running is for anybody that wants to do it, no matter how you want to approach it. We definitely, that's, that's our love language for sure. And right out of the gate, you already hit on one of, I think, the most special parts of the journey you've shared is you've had a lot of seasons with your running. You started in high school, you enlisted when you turned 18, and obviously you've had now kids, and there's a lot of life that happens in yeah, between. Definitely. So how has it been for you kind of exploring the adolescent side of doing track and then having running follow you through the yeah, years. Yeah, so when I was in high school, I did track. I did more so the field events, but they still made us run and stuff like that. Um, and then it would make us do the 400 meter repeat, like the 400 meter sprint. And I hated that because I'm not a sprinter at all. Like I hate going fast. Um, but uh, I joined the Marine Corps and, you know, when you're in the military, you have to run. So we had to do the three mile. And that was rough in itself, trying to, you know, run three miles under 30 minutes. But I, I mean, I always passed, but it, it was definitely really hard. Um, and then as soon as I got out the Marine Corps, I found I was pregnant with my daughter. And so it was kind of like finding the balance of how am I going to run as well as like taking care of my kid. And at the time we were living overseas. So I bought a jogging stroller and I was pushing my kid. So my kid was part of me like running and She's grown up around me doing it. Um, and then I got pregnant again, had my son, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do a marathon. And then at that point in my life, uh, my husband was a recruiter. So he was working like from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night. So he was gone all day. So it was just me and pushing the kids in the shoulder all day and pushing them in the double. And we got through the marathon cycle. And then, you know, the pandemic, I kind of fell back a little bit on my running during then and then we we had moved and ever since I came back to it like there's been high moments there's been low moments but each time I've came back I've always felt really strong and really happy and I love running so much respect for that double yeah. stroller life I did a single stroller and yeah cool but bringing it back a little bit because it sounds like you had to yeah. run during your younger years. In the Marine Corps, you had yeah. to run. So when did that mindset start to shift for you from something that you had to do as a requirement to something that you wanted to do? I would do? say after having my daughter and I was training for a 5K, um, I was like, okay, I wanna run 
um, this is kind of the easiest way to do it. Like, I wanted to get, like, active again, mainly, because I love moving my body. Like, I, I hate sitting down. Like, I love going for walks. I love, I love movement. And I always talk about this in my stories. I love lifting. I love, I just love to move. And so, um, I had decided, I was like, oh, there's this little run club that's going to be doing a 5K. Let me go hop in and do it. And... I was like, wow, this is fun. And I started signing up for races. I was like, this is so much fun. And I love this. And there were some races where it's even like how I'm doing it this year. It's like some races that go in with a goal and some races I was like, okay, let's go have fun. Let's show out. Let's dress up. Like that. It's just, I don't know. There, I think mainly like right after my daughter is where it really shifted for me. Well, you just mentioned Coach Christine's love language. I was literally saying that in my lifting. head, trying to not interrupt because <laughs> that is exactly how I pursue running. Sometimes it is more goal focused, but I find that to be able to have it be like a lifelong passion is to not stress from season to season. So just kind of honoring where you're at. And sometimes it's all about tutus and fun and of course pancakes. Yeah. And then sometimes it's more about just, you know, going out there and actually seeing how you can challenge yourself a little yeah. bit and just leaning into those. Um, that's exactly how I've been approaching like this year. Um, so I ran Chicago last year. It was a pretty rough, rough race for me. Um, did not go the way I wanted it to at all. You know, anybody that's ran a marathon knows it can go any way. The marathon owes nobody nothing. And so this year I was like, okay, we're going to have some races that are challenging. So I put some 5Ks in there. And I mean, you think 5K, oh, 3.1 miles. And then you do it at a hard effort. And it's like, oh my goodness. And then I have some half marathons where I'm like, okay, maybe I want to try to PR. I'll see how I feel. And then I have some where I'm like, oh, that's for fun. That's for funsies. So, so what's your favorite distance? Because you just you talked about the gamut from 5Ks all the way on up. And I know that you've done actually ultra territory. Yeah. So we're kind of curious um, here. I love 13.1. I feel like that's a distance like if... Even if I'm not like in a 13.1 training cycle, I feel like I can still go out and do it type thing. You can totally tell that you're in the middle of a training cycle because you have yeah. the mileage. Like you're referring to it by the mileage. It's like, it's not just a half marathon. It's like, no, it's 13.1. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you're in that mindset to where every single point one yeah, is, that getting, is counted. getting counted. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, first and foremost, let me reel it back and say thank you so much for your service. Thank you. So yes. we, we cannot express our gratitude sufficiently. And I believe it sounds like your your partner is also in the military and an active. Yes, he's still active duty military right member. Now. So thank you again for being a military spouse. We know that it definitely is a call that is not easy for most and trying to balance it all. So thank you again. But with your military duty and being a military spouse and a military family, it sounds like you guys probably do quite a bit of moving around. Yes. I would say we move every few years. <laughs> do you feel that that's what kind of also helps you bring bring it back to running while other movement may be a little bit more difficult finding your gym or whatever the case may be? Your running shoes kind of helps you be able to explore your new city and kind of find your new community? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, we moved in 2021. We were living in Chicago and then we moved here to California. And before we came over here to California, we went to go see my family in North Carolina. And um, it was in that awkward time where we had already packed up all our stuff. It was already gone to California, but we weren't quite ready to be released from where he was yet. So 
um, we were living out of suitcases. So having running shoes and just having running gear was kind of the easier option. So it was like, okay, I'm going to go run like two or three miles real quick just to get some movement in. And where I'm from, we live in the middle of nowhere. So I'm just running beside like all the cows and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was just easy. It's just easy for me. And I feel like Every time I, I get to a new city or something, I'm like, okay, I'm going to explore. And I feel like the best way to explore a city is going for a run. Absolutely. I agree, Shelby. I'm sure you feel the exact same way. Do you feel like there's been differences, though, in the, in the areas that you've gone to in terms of the running community being a little bit um, either sometimes a bit more supportive or not quite as supportive? Yeah, I would say that. Um, so I found a great run club when I was back in Chicago. Um, they had different paces all the way up to like run walkers and they supported us. They had hydration stations and stuff like that and they were just really really involved with the races as well and volunteering and I absolutely loved that and then coming here I haven't really found a run club that really caters to that I feel like most of them are a little bit faster runners which I know a lot of these run clubs say oh yes we welcome all paces but sometimes it's intimidating when I'm running you know, 12, 13 minute miles. And they're like, oh, eight minute miles easy. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> I, that's not an easy run for me. <laughs> that's like my 200 meter pace, yeah. if even. Yeah, <laughs> if even, yeah. So it, it gets a little intimidating. And I, um, with some of my ambassadorships, they're like, yeah, we really want you to get out in the community. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm really shy. And I know, um, I share a lot like where I run and stuff and people are like, if you made a run club, I would join. But I'm like, okay, maybe, I don't know. Like I, you know, like in all my yeah. free time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I definitely think like it varies area to area. There's some areas where it's been, the running community is super strong. And there's some areas where it's like, eh, lacking a little bit. Is that part of what kind of keeps you coming back to creating the online social community? Because you have such a group of members of people who absolutely love you, love your message. You keep it uplifting. You make it a positive space. Is that kind of where that love has been ignited? Yeah. So I would say um, part of the reason why I made my page was we were moving to Chicago. Um, We weren't going to be living in a military community. So I was a little nervous. Um, and I wanted to document my running, keep in contact with other runners. So I kind of started posting when we were living there, which is how I found the run club that I joined over there was on Instagram. Cause I was looking up, you know, geo tags and stuff like that. I was like, Oh my God, there's other runners. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I just kept posting. And then when we moved here, I was like, well, I'll, I'll just keep posting. Like, why not? And, um, yeah, I just, I think. I like sharing different things. I like sharing tips. I like sharing, hey, this is what I did that was dumb in my journey. Don't do this. Um, and those are the yeah. best stories, <laughs> I will say. Like that, those are the funnest things as runners. It's like, okay, I'm not yeah. alone. Like everybody has those those cruddy times, which I think you're really transparent about yeah. showing, which I know is very appreciative. And it's really interesting to hear the great experience you had at your run club in Chicago, because if I remember correctly, you had had some not so great comments when you did Chicago this year. And really, I 
I appreciated the poise that you had in responding to that because I remember the the commenter was, I mean, quite frankly, very out of line. And you just, you handled it with such grace and much eloquency. And I know that we talk about a lot on the show that the running community is wonderful, but I think it's those reminders that there's still so much yeah, more work to definitely. be done. And talking about that, um, so when that post happened on Reddit, um, I was already kind of processing Chicago. Like it did not go the way I wanted it to go. I felt really, really embarrassed. Um, and there's nothing embarrassing about doing 26.2, but I guess like for me, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I know for sure I can get 6.30 and then I just did not have a good race day and I went over seven hours. I think I, it was like 7.14. I don't even know. I can't even remember. Um, and just to see like somebody saying that and it's like, they were like, oh, local people can't get in, which I totally understood where the commenter was coming from because when I w lived in Chicago, I never got into the race. So I understood where they were coming from. Um, I just think their comment was very, very ugly. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like I was still trying to like decompress the race too and figuring out where my headspace was. And it wasn't only that person commenting, but there was also ads getting ran through my page at the time. And there was a lot of people shaming my pace and body shaming me. And I felt like I couldn't move on from Chicago. It was just a constant reminder. And um, I was just like, I just wanted to delete everything. I'm over it. And it, it was a hard time. I, I would say like the few weeks after Chicago was definitely hard for me. Um, and just trying to let go and realizing, hey, not everybody is going to be proud of you for being out here. And that's OK. At the end of the day, I can be proud of me. The people that support me can be proud of me. And if they feel that way, they feel that way. And not to mention the amount of people that you're inspiring, yeah. because I guarantee there's so many people that continue to lace up because of your inspiration and seeing that you're despite um, oh my gosh, I'm like so heated that I'm trying to like, I'm trying to keep this PG girl because yeah. I, I am so angry that people would say that because when it comes to any of these races, any of the races that are hard to get into, there are multiple ways. If you really want to make it happen, yeah. don't rest on your laurels of just being a local runner um, and definitely not shaming other people who have that spot. So thank you for handling it so well. What would you tell people in regards to being hesitant to post the sweaty selfie or to post on social media because they're worried a little bit about getting some some slack from some, from haters. Yeah, you know, this is a question that I get all the time. Like, how do I handle it? And I'm like, honestly, I'm all about the delete and the block button. <laughs> like, I, I used to argue with people and I was like, what's the point of arguing with somebody, especially if they have a private profile or they have no picture on it. I'm not wasting my time. I delete and I block. Right. Like this is my page. Just like people are, can come on my page and say something, I can delete and block that. And <laughs> that's just how I handle it. Other times I see other people handle it. Like sometimes I won't even know somebody has commented something negative or nasty. And then I'll get like a notification out of nowhere. And I'm like, there's like this whole back and forth. And I'm like, do I delete it because there's engagement? Do I let them just keep at it? Like, <laughs> and then some, I just, you know, but I am all about that delete and block. The right people will support you. The right people will come and just post. 
because you never I know love the where best it when will other go. people defend yeah. you. Like you just like you just want to like reach through. It's like can I just yeah, like, and they always you? got like the cute little like animal profile pictures or something. <laughs> As I keep seeing I your dog say, going yeah, back right, and yeah, forth, it's, like, it's made you. me smile. Like, there's been some like really like incredible like mic drop moments that you've had, but I can't help but smiling because we see your puppy like in the background <laughs> popping on into the crane. Like every once in a while, it comes around the corner like, you good, mom? Okay, just I got your back and then just I know, my other away. one's on the couch over here that's just snoozing away. <laughs> so with that said, I love how you talked about that, just block and delete or delete and block in that successive order. But it kind of gives us a great conversation about boundaries, which I think is something that's so important in different aspects of our life, be it because it's a an aunt at Thanksgiving table, or if it's a troll on social media. So how do you feel that running has helped like positively impact your, your space in terms of how you approach some of these really difficult situations that we're, we're bound to definitely experience at some point in our life? Because I think boundaries kind of spans the entire issues of, of life in general. Yeah. Um, so there's always been a lot of positives with running for me. Um, so when I was doing track in high school, um, my mom also had cancer. And so running was kind of that thing that I, it made me feel better, um, especially after like really stressful days because I was her caregiver and stuff like that. Um, in the Marine Corps, it made me feel good. Even though like sometimes I hated PTing, it just, it really made me feel good. Um, and it's just one of those things, especially like after a race, I'm always so proud of myself and like I'll talk junk about like a medal like I'll be like oh this medal is so ugly this shirt is so ugly but the moment I have it in my hand I am so proud of myself and then sometimes I get emotional I'm like I did that and that's especially how I felt after Chicago like I was like I, I have it framed in like a poster board and I'm like I love this medal even though like I was talking junk about it online but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you and Christine are soul sisters because she always says stuff about the medals and like she has her medals in a bin <laughs> well, it's underneath because her I bed. Have, oh, wow, that's this is going to sound really horrible. I have Humble so many brag of them right now, right now <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't been able to put them all up, and that's my own fault. But yes, I do. I do definitely think that I'm particular about medals, but I do think there's so much beautiful aspect to like the honor that it brings because it is I always call it those races our celebration life. Yes. like it's all of the miles that we actually do that nobody gets to see or even if we're posting on social media they're not there for the entire training run so I think that this kind of is our opportunity to be a little bit of celebratory pat ourselves in the back um, and that brings me to the next question how do you celebrate how do you take a step back and think wow this is amazing what I actually what my body is able to do what I do how I'm able to move um, so the first thing I do, I love me a good big old burger to celebrate with. <laughs> That's it. We are definitely going to have to run together because burgers are my jam after a race. I love me. It's either burger. Yeah, or I love tacos. me a big greasy, juicy burger. Like <laughs> I'm already planning it on Sunday after my half. I have a half coming up and I already know I'm going to hit and get me a nice big juicy burger and just sit there all sweaty and salty like with my metal around my neck that is how I celebrate I don't drink anymore but 
when I used to, I used to drink the beer, but now I'm like chocolate milk all day. Give me my chocolate milk or give me pickle <laughs> juice or something. But that's how I celebrate. I celebrate by getting me a nice big dinner and being like, look at my medal and wearing it all over the place because I want everybody to know what I just did. <laughs> That is so I don't drink either, but if you ever like non-alcoholic beers, I've got some recommendations Definitely for you. Definitely want to. So we're about 20 minutes into this endurance block, and I think it's about time that we remind folks a little bit about their form. So Brandy, what are some of your favorite form tips? Whenever you're out there on a long run, and I think inevitably we all kind of start to kind of collapse on ourselves. What do you remind yourself? Um, not to go open your stride too much. I like to um, pick up my feet, if that makes sense. Um, so whenever I first got into running, I was always getting shin splints because I was opening way too, like my stride way too much. Instead, I started focusing on picking my feet up a little better and shortening my stride a little bit. And that helped me with my form. Ooh, I love that. I don't think we've had a guest say that no, one yet. That's a good that's one. That's an awesome one. It, I mean, it's almost like you've been running for a very long time, like since high school. <laughs> yeah, for a bit. <laughs> so as someone who's a complete non-athlete and I came to running super later in life, do you feel like it's kind of part of who you have always been to a certain degree with running and track? And then you said that you love movement in general. Are there other forms of movement with lifting that you absolutely gravitate towards and keep coming back to? Um, so I do like lifting a lot. I love kettlebells. Kettlebells, I, I feel like you can just have one kettlebell and really get like a really strong workout in within like 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and just a lot of like step ups and stuff like that. That's another thing I really do. I have a box. I do side step ups. I do front step ups. I do lunges on it. Um, just really working the body in any type of way. And then walking. Walking is probably one of my favorite things to do. My pups love it. They like freak out as soon as I grab their leashes at their door. They're like, oh my God, oh my God, we're going for a walk. I, I love walking. That That's like a daily thing. That's me too. <laughs> that's exactly how Christine acts. But it's like, do you want to go for a walk? <laughs> Well, and you, you don't just lift, you lift heavy too, which I know Christine's a big fan of. She loves lifting heavy. Shelby, I feel like you're, you're basically telling me that we're going to end up having a third co-host of brunch (laughs) because I feel like Brandy, like, or you're replacing me one or the other. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is, if I'm interviewing my replacement here with with you. So Brandy, what's your availability look like? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So how did you get into lifting? Did that happen with the military or from track or later So in in high school, if you did a sport, you had to take weightlifting. And so very, like at a young age, I think 16, I started to learn how to weightlift. And our gym in high school had a really nice setup and our coaches taught us different things. So then I kind of took some of that experience and I took it into the Marine Corps. Marine Corps, I would work out with people. Um, We would have unit PTs, people would work with us and stuff like that. Um, And then my husband, he is a level one hit coach. So he knows things as well and he gives me tips. So um, all through my life, I've kind of known a little bit about lifting, what to do, what not to do, um, working on my form, because I know when my forms all mess up. I, and I like to record myself, like I have a home gym, so I don't have mirrors, so I have to record myself a lot. So I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's see. Makes for good yeah. content too. So I mean, double yeah. whammy. And um, 
Yeah, so I've been lifting for a bit and I feel like that's another one that kind of comes and goes because there's times where it's like I can really give into lifting and then there's times like, for example, during the pandemic, I wasn't lifting heavy for a while. Um, they had closed the gym down and then when they did open it, the childcare wasn't open. So I wasn't able to really go in and lift anymore. And then it was about like uh, almost two years before I was able to really start lifting heavy again. And so now I'm like, yay, I'm lifting heavy. I'm dead lifting heavy. <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> I was going to ask, do you have a favorite lift? Deadlifts. I love deadlifts. It is. Women, I mean, I feel like it's like one of the most powerful lifts for women. And I like wish it more of us would kind of come on over and pick up that barbell and feel how empowered you feel after walking away from that deadlift. Yeah. Um, but any of it, I like kettlebells are my child. Too. Does that count? Yeah. I just use my kid yeah. as a way yes. over. <laughs> Give her a couple more and years and we'll definitely too. PRing her deadlift for sure. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. Well, with that said, we are at our time to do a little bit of a pace change. So friends, if you're on that long run and you want to pull it back into a walk, maybe checking with your hydration, your fueling, or if you're thinking that you want to pop it up a notch, maybe you're feeling a little extra pep in your step, feel free to do so in three, two, and one. We'll be here for 60 seconds before we go into our next endurance block where we continue to learn all about Brandy, the runner, having so much fun here interviewing my future replacement. <laughs> I feel like Coach Shelby really, she's like... Just letting you know, I have somebody else in the back wing right here who could take over I guess all I of your streams. <laughs> I didn't realize how similar you two were. And it's just like everything she's saying, I'm like, and that's Christine's. Yeah. And that's Christine's. I'm like, not that we don't, but I'm like, the fact most runners do shy away from weightlifting and lifting heavy. And I feel like that is really where Christine's heart is. So like, as soon as I really realized, I'm like, Oh, she's going to like I know. And I feel like we could share a burger and talk like, you know, talk a little bit of smack about some of the medals. So Brandy, we need to figure out what your race schedule is so that maybe I can come on out and meet you. With that said, friends, if you are training for those longer runs, let's go ahead and get into our next endurance block in three, two, and one. Taking it back in, finding our groove and breathing on through it. Now, one thing I do want to ask, because you have two kids, um, it's a lot. Kids definitely, like you said, the strollers became the safe haven. That's how you you got things done. Your kids are a little bit older now and everything. So I felt for me, at least when I became a mom, my running took on a whole new meaning because it wasn't just about me. It was about showing my daughter how to move for the love of your body versus trying to shrink your body or, or, or change it in any way. Did you find a similar experience, especially having a, a daughter and a son and kind of trying to instill in them those same ideals? Yeah, so I won't lie. Like when I first started running with my daughter, it was more so I need to, I want to lose weight. So I'm going to run to shrink my body. It was never like trying to run and finding the joy I get like I loved it and but I was like oh I can run and I can get medals and I can look cute sometimes um (laughs) I would say that it was after my son where I really started adding more strength in um because everyone was like you got to do your strength it's gonna help you not be injured I was like okay and thank goodness (laughs) like it has helped um and 
pushing them in the stroller. It was just, I wanted my kids to look at me and be like, man, my mom is a badass. She pushed me and I pushed them for 16 miles. My hands were numb for days after and I would never do that again. But I felt so strong doing that. I was like, man, I am a badass mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely want to always show them like um, to be strong and work with how your body is now and if you lose weight cool that's always my motto if you lose weight cool if you gain weight cool it's how you feel and how strong you feel absolutely love that and i'm wondering do you feel like both running and lifting have helped you feel more empowered and stronger do they kind of have different things that they bring to the table and helping you feel confident in your own skin? Yes, I definitely think so. Especially like when I'm lifting and especially if I'm in a deadlift, cause that's, that's my day where I'm really, really heavy, right? That's like the 200 plus pounds and I'm like, yeah. Um, but it, I definitely think like the two make me feel really comfortable in my skin. And there's a lot of people that will comment, um, if you watched your diet, maybe if you did this, you wouldn't look like that. And I'm like, don't project your insecurities onto me. Like how you feel about your body, that's how you feel. Just because you view the world that way doesn't mean I do. And I love how I look. I feel strong and confident. And I'm PRing, so. <laughs> do you that's a great way to frame it yeah. though, to not project your stuff on me. And I think that's a really, a really powerful point because I always say probably a lot like the societal pressure yeah. is hard to ignore so I like kind of thinking it like a little projector and be like nah I'm gonna change the yeah. channel now or I guess you don't change the channel projector. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean we get you girl we get you I'm curious too Brandy have you ever had to fight back the like like that absolutely wanting to say you know that I could just deadlift you like right now with all this nonsense <laughs> that you're saying I could definitely pick you up and put you down I have sometimes I'm like I'm like <laughs> don't don't start with me because <laughs> I mean I heard you get sneak in a little bit about that PR of your weightlifting and there's no doubt you are definitely lifting heavy that's amazing yeah. um so so very cool so uh, I have to ask because I feel like you would be the expert to tell us how do we find flowy shorts for these thick thighs and because i <laughs> i've been wanting some flowy shorts I know. and i don't we are I both don't members to to of thick thighs i'm over still here. looking i have made a post recently and people recommended some so i i need to just go and buy them i just haven't yet because um, most of the flowy shorts that I do have, they just ride up and I just depend on Aquaphor and the Aquaphor gods to really make sure that my legs don't <laughs> shave. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm really interested if you, when you find some, cause I, I only do bike shorts for that exact reason. Like even in my everyday life, I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to wear bike shorts because I'm tired of like pulling yeah. them down and. Yeah, they get, I know, they get and like people there. are like, just wear bike shorts. I'm like, no, I want the flow up there. Plus, they're so right? cute. I really, literally want them. But I, again, like as much as I want a burger after yeah. a race, I feel like my thighs <laughs> want the shorts. And there's just they, there's they will eat the little flowy shorts. Like, they will. <laughs> I just had the best visual of that. No, 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 no. And then people are like, just get the flowy shorts with the biker shorts. I'm like, no, no, no. I want the flow. Like yeah. I don't think you understand. I want the flow. Everything yeah. needs to breathe. <laughs> 
we're all doing the hand motions with this. Like we're trying to get some get some circulation. Air, okay. Oh my goodness. Well, bringing it back a little bit to regular running and some advice that you would give so for folks. So you did say there's some tips that you would suggest against or some of the things that maybe you've done that didn't work well for you. But what are some things that you would suggest to maybe people that are on the fence of lacing up and getting out there? I think um, the biggest tip that I give people, especially because I, I think daily I get like a few messages. Where do I begin? How do I start? Or I ran and I hated it. And I always ask did you sprint right out or did you slow down? And they're always like, I sprinted out, slow down, be able to sing, be able to talk and just go around the block. It doesn't have to be something fancy. There's a lot of runners that would be like, oh, run five minutes. And a lot of runners can't run five minutes yet or newbies can't run five minutes yet. So I always say just slow down, even if it's a shuffle, just or fartlek style it, which is pick a point where you're at. Maybe it's the two light poles down. Jog to that, walk a light pole, and then do it again. Just take your time. Yeah. There's days that I We're can't f- run five minutes for the record. Like I'm just like I'm over it, and I have to slow it down yeah. and like break it down to smaller segments as well. That was today for me. <laughs> I went out and it was hot because we're in Florida. (laughs) And so it was hot. And I'm like, yeah, this is not happening. But we're big fans of run walk in general. And that's like the newbie. I I love like the run walk has gotten me through so many years. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great tool, no matter how long you've been Mm -hmm. running. And it really talk about a stigma that we're trying to break with a sledgehammer. It's just maybe the trolls need to help us like can we ha- can we hire trolls <laughs> on social media to on influence the for the side? good oh. yeah mm, is that a no. thing good one <laughs> i'm pretty sure we- we'll it's give you burgers. We're, the, we're the good trolls like we're cute we even we're have like little jewels in our belly i think i mean like if, if we're gonna troll it out girl we're gonna go all the way out to the <laughs> troll movies okay but <laughs> i'm curious brandy because this is a big one I'm taking it back now to when I first started running again. I'm I'm running later in life. I definitely did not start it early. One of the things that I was very concerned with because of the fact that I am not built like a, what a stereotypical runner was, was lacing up to meet up for a 5K or to meet with a run grip or to to go to a race. I always felt like I would be... I'm not going to lie. I even felt like that when I went to get my coaching certification. Like I felt like I was going to be the biggest person in the room and a little bit worried. And I've done tons of mindset work, but still, it still has that little like little voice that happens every now and then. What would you tell people that maybe are like they're on the fence? They've been running some time. They're hearing about all the medals. They're hearing about the awesome post celebration burgers. And they want to, they kind of want that in their life, but they're hesitant to lace up for an actual toe the start line. Do you have suggestions for those folks? Um, so you're saying like just signing up for a race in general, making it like mm-hmm. um, official. Yep. Go for it. I, I, like I always say that people always ask me like, how am I, how am I motivated? And I'm like, I sign up for races and I'm like, there's going to be times in my cycle that I'm not motivated, but I'm like, if I spend my money and I do it, I am more motivated <laughs> to get out there and do it because I already spent my coins. And yeah, which I I love the race aspect yeah. of it because it does keep you coming back yeah. for more. Because again, those those cruddy medals and yeah. shirts they they hit yeah. all the right it, spots. Shelby, don't pretend like you don't care about the banana. The most of all, I swear, after every race, you're all about that banana. <laughs> 
I think I even ate your yeah, banana I think at so. all. <laughs> I tell you, the banana is well, always now... like the best part. I'm like my free <laughs> banana <laughs> that I paid like, for. Like I limp free bananas. If there's not a banana at the end of it, I'm gonna be upset. I that mean, is a staple. Unless if it's a donut run, and then I'm okay. <laughs> I've had that, and it actually. I will say I think the banana hits better than the donut, but the donut was close. Shelby, you are definitely not allowed to come over to Team Sweet. Like, yeah, you've rescinded your passport. You're like, there's no way you're able to come over at this point, but it's okay. So now there was one thing you said about the races, how they keep you motivated. Because I know that you have talked before about a marathon that was a DNF. And I'd be interested to know how... You use the races for motivation, and how did you come back? Because I feel like a DNF or a did not finish, if you're not familiar with the acronyms, not you, but our listeners, um, it can be very hard. And I think it's something people, quite frankly, have a lot of fear of what happens if I don't finish. So from somebody who's been there on a grand scale like a marathon, how did you kind of work through that and, and strip away that trepidation to sign up for yeah. the next race. so in 2017 I had signed up for Nagoya Women's Marathon in Japan that's where I received the G- DNF so in Japan they're very very strict about their time limits it's not like here in the states I always say the USA the states um, but it's not like here where if you're kind of falling behind they have you finish on the sidewalk or something they they put you on a bus and so I got to mile 20.64 yeah, uh, um, I cried my eyes out for a week. Uh, uh, all this stuff and Nagoya, how they did it, you got a Tiffany's necklace at the end. So I was even more sad because uh, it was so beautiful and I was so excited for this necklace. Um, but yeah, I was a DNF. And so the week after I cried, I think allowing myself to like have that time to decompress it. Like how I said after Chicago, I needed time to decompress. Um, I cried a little bit and then I had plans to do Honolulu because Honolulu is a no time limit course. You can be out there 24 hours if you need to and they will let you finish and they will still have the finish line up. Um, But I found out a couple months later I was pregnant. And so the dream went on hold And so I had my son at the end of 2017, 2018, we moved to Chicago. I wasn't really running as much, but I was lifting. And we got to Chicago um, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna start running again because I do enjoy it. And I really wanted to get into Chicago Marathon, but I got denied, of course, because <laughs> I was like, I was like, I live here, I'm not going to get in, and that's what happened every year that I lived there. I never got in, and as soon as I moved, leave the state, I got in. So, but um, <laughs> I had at that point was in part of that run club, just kind of like snooping a little bit, like I wasn't commenting or anything, but you know, the post like would show up in my feed, and they were like, oh, do Indianapolis. And so they had like a special on New Year's at like midnight. If you signed up, the race was like $60 or something like that. And I signed up and I trained for it. So that was like a two year window of like really looking back on my training, looking back at how the race went and that marathon, you know, how I said there's a lot of do's and don'ts that I wouldn't do. 
Not fueling is the dumbest thing I think I ever did in that marathon cycle and for that marathon. I did not fuel and it, it happened. That's what happened on race day. I bonked. So um, I have no uh, idea yeah, what you're talk talking about. about. Like, I didn't just experience the same thing in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you got in the wrong corral, ran, dropped her fuel, and had to take the race day fuel that she had. No, I mean, even and, I mean and it was it was so it was sweet. fine in terms of like I, I will take whatever food anybody's willing to give me, but it wasn't what I had trained for, and it wasn't quite the amount of food that I needed in terms of really having that energy store. And yeah, and then Tokyo, Japan being a very rule following society. So I think that I would suggest that for folks off of what Brandy just told us is if you're looking at a new race, do just reach out to maybe the running community that knows more about that race to give you a little bit of a heads up as to um, there's some race directors that'll because of permitting that have to shut down a little earlier, or maybe it's again like Japan where they're more rule following and they're very ordinance focused, they may shut down earlier. Then there's other races like Route 66, or there's plenty of other races where you can have a little bit more leniency if you're a bit worried about that. So that's something that definitely comes to mind. Um, I'm so sorry, by the way. And thank you for sharing that with us. I, I literally feel like I almost like my heart hurts for you. Yeah. And I feel like Tiffany owes you a necklace. <laughs> no, I was, well, and then the whole yeah. lead up. I mean, the fact that not only did it happen, but you, you really were thrown. I call it a poop sandwich. Yeah. Like it's just on top of each other. And I mean, congratulations. I mean, you, yeah. you need to have a son. That's, that's a good part yeah. of it, all of it. But, but talk about the mental kind of capacity you have to go through. Cause not only are you dealing with the DNF, but then pregnancy is, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, some people have no. I did not. I was not that person. <laughs> I I was not that person. And your body's changing. You're already uncomfortable, and you're like, all right, well, this is just yeah. again, it's it's a poop sandwich. There's no yeah. other way to say it. And then you get a baby at the end, which is that that's <laughs> that's the cool part. I do want to ask if it's okay, Brandy. How? And I'm sorry. I feel like this is one of those annoying questions. It's very gendered and I'm not trying to be. But for our runners that maybe are trying to tackle new motherhood or just regular life, how do you feel that you have been able to make running still something very much of your life? Or does it take a back seat and it's it's difficult to be consistent? Or um, So I feel like because my kids have been in the shoulder and they were introduced to it, they know how important it is to me. Um, I have a treadmill so that if there's times that my husband's deployed, I have that. Um, even with me being in college as well, I still like figure out the time, whether it's early, whether it's in the evening. Um, and I will say like, I, I talked about this on a post today, actually, like I always worried how my running would change after having kids. And here I am now, my kids ride a bike and a scooter around the track while I'm chasing them. And they think it's the funniest thing ever because I'm out of breath, but they absolutely love it. And I I think like showing my kids, you can still enjoy and have fun with exercise. Um, and they see that it's important to me. Um, they came to a race recently and they were so excited. They were like, mommy, I want to do my own race. And so I'm signing them up for a kid's race so they can get their own little medals because they're like, I want my own medal. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, but I think it's just, you know, if it's important to you, you figure out how to make it work in some way. And I know that sounds so cliche and I hate saying cliche things like that. But I do think like, for me, running's always been some type of way important to me. And I always try to figure out how to bring it in. 
I call it good, I think better, including best. Including them. Go ahead. Oh, I like that. But I do, I do like how you bring the kids in because it's it's not yeah. ideal sometimes. I mean, sometimes you just need that that zone out. But uh, the scootering and the biking, because then you don't have to carry them. And they have their own mode <laughs> yeah. of transportation. Brandy um, could carry but, them. I mean, she's deadlifting over 200 pounds. Yeah, that is not true. ideal for her. <laughs> but I think that's one of the biggest parts of my own motherhood journey. I've had to really get better at and get more comfortable at is including and kind of stripping away the picturesque yeah. view that I would have and just being like, all right, yeah, because gotta get it in somehow. I guess this is how it is. Interesting to me and to where people are like oh I don't have kids and they're like I you you want something you're gonna do it type thing and I'm like okay ma'am first of all <laughs> like did you get screamed at for giving the wrong cup no. today no did your you did kid not. verbally <laughs> abuse you because uh, <laughs> my kids do it um but I definitely you know, I, I'm just like, if I have an hour in my day, I'm going to find it, whether it's before my kids wake up. So it might be a 5 a.m. wake up, whether it's, hey, I'm going to get a lunch at ru- ru- ah, brunch. Um, lunchtime. Yeah. Like brunch. <laughs> <laughs> at lunchtime or I might get it after my kids are down, after I've ate and I can just get on the treadmill and do it. So um, it's just balance and on the weekends my husband's home so he can take care of the kids and stuff or sometimes he joins me or he'll ride the car beside me or meet me in different Aww. spots and like give me Gatorade or something like that and film me because I'm like we gotta get the content but <laughs> right it's all for the Instagram husbands are the real heroes my my husband I love him he tries to be an Instagram <laughs> husband my daughter's way better at filming me I will uh-huh. say that it's so funny because like for every shot I have I have a test shot showing him what I want so he <laughs> understands <gasps> that's a good idea <laughs> I need to start doing that See, see now I can. She can be my replacement, Christine. It's fine. I, I was quite literally thinking, like, I need to ask for tips because you're again, your social media, of course, is like incredible. But I, I don't think I've ever captured a photo of myself running that looked anywhere near that good. So amazing, amazing work there. So I'm gonna definitely take it back. A couple of things that came to mind when you were talking. So I mentioned the good, better, best, and it sounds like it may not be ideal. Like, right, you don't get to go out for this incredible, lavish time yeah. and enjoy yourself. Sometimes it is like getting the kids and chasing them for a little bit of a speed play or a fartlet kind of a run or jumping on the treadmill. But I, I'm curious, there's a word that I keep talking about with Coach Shelby here recently, because I think women are using it to say shame themselves. How do you deal with when people say you're selfish for taking time for yourself versus being there for the kids? If anyone even says that, or do you like play that soundtrack uh, in your So somebody said that to me a long time ago, but that was before <gasps> I was very calm. I feel like I'm very calm now, and that's thanks to therapy. Um, but I did cut them out. They got an earful. Um, but now I feel like I'm a lot calmer now, so I definitely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't deal with that. I don't feel like I'm selfish for taking time for me. Um, I always say it is important for moms to find something that brings them joy. And even like this past weekend, I went out and I was like, I am doing things that I enjoy that doesn't involve my kids. My husband takes kid-free vacations. I take kid-free vacations. We take time together as well without the kids. I think that's super important and I don't think it's selfish. You need your time and you need your space. 
And talk about like a healthy attachment um, for your children as well. And I'm shout out to our therapist. You make us better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I still cuss people yeah. out, but oh, it's mostly mean, in my head now. I still got so it's like, like, a, like a couple of times from the comments that people left on the Reddit feed to hearing somebody say that they called you selfish. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's like the worst thing you can call a female in today's day and age because I we're trying to juggle it all. Yeah. Like, so and like, I always just, say I, I gave up so much for my like family. Like I feel like, like I got out the military for my kids and I stayed at home. I followed my husband. I put my life on hold to take care of my kids. I don't feel like I'm selfish at all for taking a little bit of time out of the day for me. Like, and if you might think that, and somebody's always going to bug something. off. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, well, and that's the thing. Everybody's going to have something to say. Like you take the time, you're quote unquote selfish. You don't take the time, yeah. you're lazy. So it's like you, you never will win. So you, you might as well go for the run. I mean, I say that even though I, I have a constant internal monologue of guilt, but I'm working on yeah, it. You yeah. Know? It's all, it's all, we're all works in progress. I, so there's no, no shame in that. I think sure. having an hour or two to yourself, whether it's, exercising whether it's reading a book maybe watching a show something that doesn't involve your kids cleaning up wiping somebody else's butt i i think it <laughs> it is important it's magical it is. well plus it makes us calm yeah. like literally like that's how we keep other people alive and well and that's really all that it comes down to We've got about two minutes left in this segment. So I feel like it's that time, Coach Shelby. I want to ask one of the most important questions as to whether or not I truly am going to be replaced on brunch <laughs> by, by Brandy the Runner is we've got a little battle here between Team Sweet and Team Savory for those brunch foods. And I kind of feel like you may lean one way, but I'm just checking to see. <laughs> do you prefer the pancakes and waffles after brunch or do you... Are you more of Coach Shelby? I don't know. What, what do you have on your side of the Bacon sandwich and quiches <laughs> I, and breakfast tacos. i got to call you out tacos. on this bacon, though. You are not even – you're a vegetarian. Quit leading with the bacon. Okay. So a side <laughs> note, I recently I got invited to Vegas to run the half marathon there, and they sent me to a, like, all-vegan restaurant, and we had, like, the vegan bacon and eggs and chicken and waffles. I was like, okay, this is different. <laughs> But I'm team, not good. I'm team sweet, though. I prefer my French toast. <laughs> but wait, now I fully am replaced. You got her, man. You got everything. You got team sweet with you. <laughs> yes, Brandy. I want to tell you, there's like only three weekends out of the entire year that I get people on my side of the table because she always leaves with the bacon on her side of the table and that sways people pretty quickly. Listen, I know my money shot and I am taking the hey, shot. Wait. Don't we, hate the player. You know what game. works for you. It works for you. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. With that said, we've got about 30 seconds before you go into that pace change. But Brandy, what would you like to, some wise words, I feel like you've already done so many mic drops, but anything you want to tell folks as they continue in on their long run? Just enjoy it. There's going to be like good and bad in the journey. And I feel like you have to figure out how to navigate it. Um, running's not always going to be a whole lot of highs there's going to be lows in it and you have to accept it um don't be fooled by running influencers and running fast in every single video because they are not running fast in every single run that they're doing um and just trust your journey that is the big thing oh, i love this i love it thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me on and for all the laughs my cheeks hurt <laughs> 
We hope you enjoyed that talk with Brandy just as much as we did. And I have to say, I already knew I was going to like her from her Instagram and getting to see her there. But she really is such a doll and such a feisty, fierce woman. I mean, to do the school, to do the running, being a veteran, being now a military spouse. I mean, she does it all. And a mom and a dog mom. I mean, she (laughs) truly is like, like it's an and resume. There's not any way to really introduce her without doing the ands and a lot of commas in between. So she definitely is a great example of finding the ways to make it happen but also continuing to find it in a way that brings you joy. And I think that's my biggest takeaway is that if you do start to lose your joy for it, then it's time to kind of shake things up a little bit and look at how else you can pursue things. Absolutely. But I also, I mean, again, like, I don't know what I want to do more after talking to her. Do I want to lace up for a run? Do I want to get in a strength training session? I feel like I have to break out my kettlebells for sure after talking to her. But um, (laughs) the answer is yes. All of the above. All the above. (laughs) So again, friends, if you wanted that sample workout of our own 30-day boot camp, feel free to use that link so you can get it and let us know what you think about it. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. We definitely did. Another thing that we've done with our boot campers that's been a lot of fun is introducing the Produce Power Challenge. So Coach put together some great resources for us all. And basically the produce power is pretty simplistic in its form. It's just adding in more produce throughout your day instead of looking at it as being a um, all or nothing type of mentality when it comes to nutrition. It's just finding ways to pepper in and also not necessarily going with that mentality of it has to be perfect and it has to be freshly grown lovingly by an organic farmer that you go and you, you know you pick it fresh watered by the tears of a, of a milk maiden who yes. is just trying to make ends meet and it doesn't have to be a sad little pile of broccoli on the side of a plate like all of the recipes that we had cultivated it's packing the produce in the dish and enjoying it not just doing it because you kind of have to or somebody's telling you to do it i mean the frittata that was in the newsletter Mm -hmm. had leeks it has asparagus it had sweet potato it had all the goodness what i love about all of these recipes too is that there is such a great way of you personalizing it and making it your own so if the leeks don't call to you or maybe they're not in season or you weren't able to find it from your local organic farmer or what I'm just using. <laughs> but whatever the case may be, is finding a substitute that you enjoy. And I think that's really what it comes down to is whether it's movement, whether it's food, whether it's going back to school, it, all of these things are finding it in a way that you enjoy it. And that will keep you coming back. So that's super exciting. I know, Coach, that we also included the avocado popsicles, and I can't think of a better treat after a hot, sweaty summer run than having a little bit of a cool little popsicle waiting for me that has all of that yum deliciousness from an avocado. So again, feel free to, if you haven't been getting our newsletters, this is a time you want to sign up for our newsletters because that's where we include all of the extra fun and behind the scenes exclusive opportunities as well. I do have to say though, I think, I think I just selfishly just want to eat all of it. So I'm like, let's throw it in as a recipe. (laughs) I, I'm with that. And that said, Coach, though, it is time for our Coffee with the Coaches question. And friends, if you have a question, feel free, again, reach out to us. We're happy to include that in a future episode. But today, our questions brought to us by one of our foxy, feisty, and fierce um, 
empowered women in our boot camp currently. Sue is looking at doing a downhill net course. And for folks that are familiar with the Revel courses, they are traditionally a downhill net course for the purpose of getting in those really fast times. So a lot of people look at Revel races when they're eyeing maybe a Boston qualifying time or looking for a very specific PR. And there is no doubt that there is a lot to that net downhill in terms of being able to help you get a speedier time. There is also no doubt that going downhill is incredibly hard on the body. So luckily, I'm not worried about Sue. I know that she's doing all of her strength training. She's got what it takes to be able to make that happen and stay safe. But we did want to go ahead and provide you guys with some ideas of things that you need to take into account for your training and preparation if you're looking at those Rebel courses. And that basically is you are going to want to make sure that you have that strength training. You're going to need your posterior chain to be really intact and strong. You're going to want your core strength to be built up. You're going to want to know that your quads are going to take quite a beating out there on that net downhill course. And you're also going to want to really practice really good downhill form. So a little light forward lean, which seems almost when you hear that, it sounds absolutely crazy, but you're trying to prevent your quads from taking more of a beating. And when you do too much of a backward lean, when you're going net downhill, what you end up doing is breaking. And that usually means that you're utilizing your heels and you're sending that impact all the way up. Your quads take quite beating on that. So continuing to use really good, strong form. And I'm also a big fan of, regardless if it's net downhill or the Boston Marathon course or everything else in between, utilizing those walking breaks. If at any point you feel that you want to take a walking break or you're utilizing run walk, that's always such a great way of tackling it as well. And we always talk about minding your stride on everyday runs, but especially going downhill, you want to make sure that you're not overstriding. Mm-hmm. You really want to keep those feet underneath you and have those quick steps so you don't let everything kind of get away from you as you're going down that that downhill. Because if not, it'll be a downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that, Coach. That's such a great point too. So doing more cadence drills during your training, adding those in will definitely be beneficial for you in terms of those net downhill races. If you have the opportunity to train on downhills, great. That's something you should definitely be adding in for it, especially for a Rebel. Um, If you have a treadmill that works on a decline or have access to one, definitely add that in. If you want more details on how to do this for yourself and you want to reach out to us at InfoTimeForBrunch.com, know that we are here at the ready to help you answer those questions. But in the meantime, we want to thank you again for joining us. We had so much fun with Brandy. We hope that you guys go over and show her a lot of love. Thank her for sharing her journey with us. If you guys would be so kind to subscribe and rate time for brunch wherever you're listening to us that would be absolutely amazing we would love you forever and ever and ever also feel free to share this podcast episode if you loved it uh, with hashtag tf brunch on social media because we're trying to grow the community one brunch at a time see you again when it's time for brunch where we're going to continue serving up more miles with a side of smiles